on the cover. The Midnighters stand in the center of a massive cave, staring in awe at the thousands of luminous crystals glimmering like stars. Around them stand the four titanic spirits of the Earth, looking down at their visitors with a mixture of judgment and curiosity. Floating in the air, in the middle of the room, and glaring sternly down at our heroes is the powerful lithiomancer Geodica. Wonderworld Comics proudly presents The Midnighters, Volume 5, A Rose Amongst Thorns, Issue 4, The Roots of the Earth. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonderworld Comics. It has been a little bit since we've had the full crew back together. Been a crazy couple of in comic book series of events that have led to this crazy random happenstance. Anyway, so we are going to, I think we're going to first catch up with Midas. Because you were kind of the last person we had seen. So the, the Fish family and Belch had been moved back into the library, and as they were getting kind of everyone moved in, Threshold had pulled you aside and said to you, can you do me a favor and go talk to Allison? She's locked herself in her room. She hasn't made herself visible in days. She won't talk to She refuses to talk to anyone but you. I don't worry about it. She isn't, isn't like her. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of where we pick up is Midas outside of Allison's door. Midas isn't in this otherworldly, gem-encrusted, cool-sounding place. No, not yet. Don't worry, we'll get to there. You've just been railroaded. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're going to railroad you hard, buddy. (laughs) No, no, it's all good. (laughs) If Midas winds up having his own little side adventure, it's totally fine. It's it's just what happens. We'll just, just, the the pencil eraser will come in and just Mm -hmm. remove Midas from the cover. A couple seasons of me just rowing. But alas, I, I will not find it. There's, there's no answer. Hmm. At least not at first. Yeah. And not louder. Oh wait. Uh, it's me. I just... Oh shit! And then you hear like some scurrying, and uh, the door clicks open. Locked. It kind of creaks open a little bit. And I say, "What's going on?" You see, hear Allison's voice from like the corner of the room. Completely invisible. Says, Is anyone else here? Close the door. Were you followed? Is anyone watching you? And she's like, kind of, you see the curtains kind of rustle. They've been pulled tightly closed. And she just kind of peeks out side and looks up and down the street and closes it again. I close the door, but I think, no, we're, we're in the library. There's nobody here. Everybody knows. And she kind of Flickers visible for a moment. You see her huddled in the corner of her room, back against the wall, just hugging her knees, her hood up, just kind of like looking very, very scared. And she looks up at you and she says, Midas, I need help. What, what's going on? What do you need help with? So, so remember when I did that really dumb thing and did that job? for those guys, and then you came and saved me. There was, like, the warehouse with the fish people. 
Yeah. Well, the the people who hired me for that, I I never I never got I never delivered, and and they want they they want the package or they want their money, and if they they told me I if I don't get them like six million dollars, I'm gonna they're just gonna traffic me and I'm never gonna see anyone again. What was the package? It's those weird two canisters. Um, and I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, just go to fucking the store and buy some more goo canisters, and I can't go after them because they were stolen by a crazy fucking terrorist that dropped a space station on the city. Do you know who hired you? Was, uh, worked at a train depot down in the cannery district. So, his Jack Steele. Okay. And who does he work for? I don't know. He's uh, one of the movers in kind of the underworld. He, you know, doesn't really work for anyone. You go to him when you need to, you know, get stuff, move stuff, or source things. Hmm. Well. And whoever hired him moved this material is yeah, coming after him. Oh. And so they're coming after him, not you. And so he's coming after me. Oh. Well, is he like just a regular guy? I mean, a regular crime lord who leads a weapons trafficking ring. Yeah, but you know. Crime <laughs> lord versus. Uh, the nightmare powers, I think we could probably handle this. It's kind of what I was hoping you were going to say. Literally just, you know, open up and pull a little on the problems are gone. I didn't know who to go to, you know, like, they can't talk to threshold about this. Other people here are like this, you know, some hoity-toity princess. <laughs> Well, where uh, where can we find this Jack guy? Um, I don't know. I, I met him at his uh, train depot in the cannery district. Well, why don't we go see if we can poke around there and find him? Okay. Are you sure I, I need to go? <laughs> I mean, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I guess I just... What you, could, you could probably just... Stay invisible and kind of point him out to me. That is, that you might make be, a good point. That might be a little more helpful. Because, I mean, what's he going to do if he can't see you? Nothing. I mean, a lot of things. Like, <laughs> gas me or, you know, shoot a net over me or, like. Well, if he doesn't know you're there. I mean, uh, like, thermal division goggles could see me. Oh, they can? Like visible light. Well, I don't stop existing. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I find something weird to conceal. <laughs> She's yeah. You're not making her feel bad. <laughs> Actually, why don't you go ahead and roll the comfort and support? Because that's exactly what you're doing. 
Like, just remembered we're playing a game oh, with the kids. And or provoke her to come on a yeah, yeah. fun little mission to the seedy side of town to kind of look for gangsters. Which does sound fun. First, first we're gonna we're gonna resolve this. There was yeah, there, yeah. there was some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it two d six plus your mundane and minus two if you are angry? Am I still angry? You are still most of them. Well, <laughs> uh, my number that I have rolled is a zero. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, one plus two minus one minus two is zero. That is how math works out, actually. <laughs> um, <sighs> Once again, the Midnighters fail to comfort and or support a single person. <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? You didn't think uh, a couple of weeks was going to change that, did you? Yeah, no, I guess, yeah. Minus clearly did not learn people skills during his sabbaticals into the night. <laughs> There's not a lot of friendly folk down there. So, Midas, you've taken a very practical approach to this problem. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. You know, you're a superhero, you solve problems, you have access to super hellfire powers. Let's just, you know, bing, bang, boom. Yeah. Allison is not a superhero, and she is terrified that she's going to get murdered by a superhuman hit squad. And going straight into the lion's den is not really helping with, like, her anxiety right now. <laughs> you know, um, she was looking for more of, like, some emotional support from her friend rather than, like, oh, yeah, let's just go run straight into the jaws of death. <laughs> There's surely nothing that can happen, you know. If anything... You know, I'll just throw you into hell. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I got a cool special room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she just kind of starts freaking out a little bit and just kind of like flickering in and out of visibility and uh, just, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You're not. How about I, I go take a look. Take a little peek, see. By myself. Okay. Find this Jack guy. It shouldn't be too hard. Scare a few guys along the way, you know. Get get my answers. Get the guy. I'll take care of him for you. Okay. Okay. So you sit by the the train station. Yeah, the old train station in the Canary District. Got it pretty heavily locked down. I just I would just go to the warehouse on the side, the outside door, and knock. And if they had a job, it would be a package and the instructions for where to take it. Hmm. Okay, okay. Well, let's do this. His name is Jack Steele. Jack Steele. Yes. Right. Well, I'm going to go and take care of it. Not spelled like the metal, though. It's spelled like the Like verb. the thieving? Yes. <laughs> That's a little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Editor's note, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he originally made his name a name for himself as sort of like an Indiana Jones type adventurer who would like go to all these ancient mythological places and just plunder them and sell all these priceless relics and, you know, religious artifacts to the highest bidder. 
and then realized he had a talent for acquiring things and getting them to wealthy people and quickly expanded into weapons and then pretty much anything else of value that you want moved, he can do it. I'm going to go ahead and say you should just cast this guy into the Infinity Pool of Doom. You know? That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. For. I yeah. mean, this guy sounds like a real sleazeball. Yeah. Fuck, so, fuck this guy. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even just kill it. Like, no. <laughs> it's not, it's not even good enough for it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to portal out of there outdoors and uh, take a little flight over to the old train. Awesome. Uh, uh, the first panel on the page is a close-up of Sam Bone. And you have gotten one bar for the first time in a long time. Okay. We get, uh, and the next panel shows a wide shot of Sam in the just water on all in the fish style sitting out kicking his legs and over projectively how did we what's going on uh okay so first you see you see the phone the get the one but it's That's like just the screen and there's some like weird stuff and then it zooms out and it's in a Ziploc bag full of rice. Because it's also been <laughs> having to be dried out. Sam's phone screen is like cracked and his phone is so <laughs> fucked up. Uh, um, no. Are on a boat. And I guess I don't know how much we need to get into how they got onto this boat right now. It's a sailboat. It's just like a little, like, you know, like, uh, how big the boats are, but I'm going to say 20 feet. You know? I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those, like, smaller sailboats, you know? And, uh, but Sam, sailboat, sailing towards, um, uh, Olympic National Park in the, you know, like, the, the skyline is, the ocean and and then is sitting on the edge of uh, sort of flip flopping and we're is kind of kind of like I think we're we've kind of like slowed about how to get close to the shore without ruining the boat. I don't actually mm-hmm. when that bar comes up on my phone, um, I imagine I get some sort of message from Midnighter. That's something that's the wrong way slide. Do you either of these guys have calls and text messages? He's <laughs> <laughs> um, out of curiosity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think Eden maybe just sort of pinged them a location and a general gist of what they were doing. Um, like, I mean, I, I think she doesn't necessarily feel like they need backup at this point. Like there's quite a few people there, but she has abandonment issues when people don't tell her where they're at. So 
sometimes she's thoughtful enough to just keep people in the loop. But that, so that, like, location in his house, that knew, that would have been on his, like, arms, that's what, watch, and smart watch, um, so that's how he knew where they were going to fail the sailboat. Yeah. It's totally all, but maybe Sam, like, once he gets that, maybe that's, they're just, like, just start. And so that's the, just to say, to, like, get on the pound system and stay out. Y'all, have I got a story for you. I, me and Finn, well, I, I chased Finn. And I was trying to get it so I could, like, comfort him because of the whole belch thing. And I'm actually curious about uh, how that resolved itself, of course. But, hey, oh, by the way, can anyone hear me? Am I close enough yet for this to work? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay, good. Anyway, so. Yeah, started swimming out to sea, kept swimming, kept swimming, couldn't get to him. All of a sudden, I think I might drown, but then I saw a Kelpie. He gave me this piece of seaweed, ate that, then I could breathe underwater. It had, also, Finn was there. We we went to where this Kelpie guy lived, like whole underground city, or I mean underwater city, I should say, in this deep, uh, you know, kind of coral thing. I don't know. It's very cool. I'll, I'll, I'll try and get it out for you at a better time, but actually, I should get to the reason that I started talking, which is that I was wondering why, uh, where, where y'all are at or what are y'all up to, and uh, can, can me and Finn come help out, and or I could maybe send Finn home, now that I think about it, probably, now that we're back towards shore. But anyway, yeah, what are, what are y'all up to? We are waiting to talk to Geotica. I'd maybe send Finn home, just in case we have to fight anyone. Yeah, no, that's probably a good call. Yeah, I think that I think that probably is a good call. There's just uh, some like ancient spirits here, and I don't, I don't know. It seems like it could turn into something. Yeah, it could turn bad, but it also maybe it could turn like good because sometimes Finn's, you know, kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Got a childlike way about him. I guess is maybe what you and that sometimes has some magical potency, if you know what I mean. But, but no, you're right. You're right. Definitely. Um, yeah. Actually, you just don't want anyone to like get crushed by like giant rocks or yeah. Fatty Eden. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, say say hello to Finn. By the way, uh, you know Finn, we're all good. Like I said, we kind of had a fun adventure. So Belt's it's like, okay. Yeah, we do. We were wondering though if Belt is okay. Yeah, that's cool. I was going to ask that too. What happened to Dutch? Oh, we just put him with all our other uh, fugitives. Oh, he's kind of stuck there. He can't fit through the door. Oh, stuck. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, I could see something like that happening with the whole portal thing. Yeah, okay. Right on. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't see the portal. It was huge. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was kind of looking the other way. I got really kind of tunnel vision. I was trying to run Finn down, and, and like I said, it kind of. Almost went sideways, but then I still don't understand why you couldn't solve your problems with words. <laughs> hey, Finn, buddy, remember we talked about you know like sometimes stuff just happens. Like we talked about it. You didn't punch me in the face. Because <laughs> <laughs> at this point, can Aiden be like watching? Can like Ryan and Rin be like sparring or something? <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. Let's check in. What is what's going on around the campsite in the background? Yeah, well, probably not a high priority. I just, I just love the like idea. That there's like this panel of Finn's words of like, but you didn't punch me in the face, and it's Rin punching Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. Yes. I feel like we're wrestling. That's what Ryan would do. Ryan would like to wrestle. I think Eden's actually having this conversation from a tree. Like, I, I think she, her social battery died and she just climbed a tree. <laughs> Mood. Stitch is going to crackle over the comms and say, Hey, Sam, I have to be quiet. I don't want Eden to hear me, but bring them. The more the merrier. Sultana and Rin are here too. Oh, Rena. Uh, well, does Coral, does Coral have a cell phone? Or a, some sort of horn of the deeper that anyone know about? And you have to ask his mom if it's okay. Anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. I'm honestly torn. What about Zorn? What about Zorn? I don't know, it just rhymed with Torn, and I was wondering if maybe he could join us on the fun adventure that we're on. I always want Zorn to be involved, to be honest with you. I guess you can invite him. I don't think he has a way to get here. Oh, yeah, what about Midas? Maybe Midas would do some kind of transport biz with what with his portaling. It could, could be convenient. Hey, hey, Midas, is your comms bracelet turned on? One hundred percent up to you. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, I'm on my way to go. Well, that's right. Yeah, we meet up. Yeah, yeah. Meet up some goons. But yeah, we hey, get a, we get a panel of Midas brooding on a rooftop, looking <laughs> over the train station, menacingly. <laughs> What's up? Oh well, I you know, I mean, I was kind of wondering because I mean, like, I'm on this boat and. I'm, Sailing it towards where the rest of the team is, but they're also like all the way up the mountain, so it might take me a while to get to where they're going. And also, now I think about it, I'm not going up for climbing a mountain necessarily. Like, I'm not totally sure about how, why that idea is. So, anyway, I'm an adventurer now, Sam! That's true. I, and I'm in the water, so maybe you can't climb a mountain, which would be more like, you know, kind of the inverse version of that. So, um, <laughs> but, I don't know, buddy. I think I think this one might be too dangerous for you. So yeah, Midas, we need a uh, we need you to run a little nightmare super and maybe <laughs> come grab my boy Finn, bring him back to his mom, make sure he gets a good raw shrimp and Trisket and Colby Jack Cheddar nacho plate as he loves, and. And then maybe we could go up to where they are, but in a, in a quicker way than just me doing my own thing. Give me twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. That's yeah. Okay, great. I'll I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> Zooms out. Yeah, no, yeah, we had you know, a nice a nice wide <laughs> shot of the sailboat uh, making its way up the mouth of the river towards the mountain. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, amazing. We turn the page. Hey, T. Where are you? When KT you- is floating three feet above Southpaw's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I, cause yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, no. 
I don't know why that took me so much. <laughs> they're, they're back, baby. <laughs> I had thought when I thought about my whole side adventure that maybe KT was along for a summer, all of it, but then I just totally forgot. You know, for KT, were you along for a summer, all of it, and how much of that was Samuel and been aware of? <laughs> I have only been above South Paw's head for about forty-five minutes now. Uh, okay. Where where uh, where were you before that? Well, they were off on their Kelpie adventure, and everyone else were fighting Roxanne and hiking in the mountains. Well, one of the tapioca balls in the boba KT had purchased on their way each had gone bad, and KT suffered an allergic reaction to it. KT had to lie down for a little while. It was hard to breathe. So I had to lower the skin to the point where I could allow nitrogen and argon to pass freely through my <laughs> respiratory system. That took a couple days. Well, I'm glad your breathing problems are gone. And then there was a really pretty satellite that floated by. So I was watching that for a while. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it was so wholesome. I love that. Awesome. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, cool. So, you and Sam are getting kind of caught up. Let's jump back to um, the kids at the campsite. How have things been? Uh, It's, like, been, like, a night, and it's been, like, several hours at this point. Um, There's, yeah, no word from Roxanne whether or not Yodica plans on coming out anytime soon. From her meeting beneath the mountain, what does the what does the campsite look like? It's camper van. We got Ryan and Rin sparring on one side. Eden's in a tree. Mm-hmm. Eden's in a tree. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Cardigan is a- below that tree at the base, reading Half Light with Zoltana. Awesome. Yep. Zoltana has been listening to this entire conversation, rolling her eyes with the earpiece, but she still has that is KT. Um, I think did did Ryan like call Uncle Patrick and did Uncle Patrick bring us some snacks? Let's let's, let's see what that what is that? Let's um what did that conversation look like? What do you say we call Uncle Patrick when you were supposed to be home like yesterday, probably? <laughs> yeah, so it's like a little little editor's last night. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's like would have um taken his phone like a little bit far away, but is like speaking loud enough that probably everyone could hear. And it's just being like, No, like I am fine, Uncle Patrick. I just, I'm, we, my friends wanted to go on a camping trip and I said yes. And then I just, I didn't have any reception. Um, but it, like, it's just some, it's just some friends. No, you don't know them. Like, they're, so they're friends of friends from the derby team, but you don't, you don't necessarily know them, but like, they're really nice. So I'm totally fine. Sounds like it. But, like, we could use some pizza if 
like maybe because like I know um that you're working later but you could always maybe like on the way back you could just because I would I would just order it but I don't actually think they would deliver out here so I'll see if I can swing by but you know when you are done with camping with your new friends you know you should have a barbecue or something ourselves. It's been a while. Yes. Oh, that's a great. That's a great idea. And did I just did I mention that I love you so much? By the way. Thank you, Ryan. It was nice talking to you too. <laughs> love you. Love you too, kid. Take care out there. I'll see you later tonight. Um. Because yesterday, also, uh, somebody asked me what Uncle Patrick did, and I said I think he's probably a bartender at night. So that makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. So I think um I think that's what's going on. I forgot that I didn't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um but yes, and then I think like as soon as he hangs up, like Ryan is like running back to him going like Pizza <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne's like Fuck yeah, pizza! Yeah. Let's go like they I feel like Ryan and Roxanne have already formed a secret handshake and they do that right now. Mm, yeah, yeah. We get a few awesome like slaps and bumps and they have uh yeah gotten over their this fight quite quickly. So Cardigan and Zaltana are, are reading under the tree. Yes. How's that been going? How has uh Zoltana been liking Half Light so far? I think she likes it a lot. She could have been doing something else out here in the wilderness. Or maybe she couldn't have. Stitch did just drag her out here. <laughs> yeah, she has been really enjoying it. I think one of the things that, like, she was asking you is, like, um, I do not understand why they have introduced this other changeling witch character. I think you know, there's very clearly one romantic interest with the the, the boy with the dark hair and the wide chin. The, what do you call him? Uh, not a revenant. Uh, some sort of undead creature? Zombie. Yes. He's a zombie. Yes. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't figured any of this stuff out. They're just three really cute boys doing stuff. I just wonder how many more novels they can drag this out. It seems, you know, kind of <laughs> redundant at this point. There's at least three more. Okay, okay, it's fine. I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> I think this conversation has also been happening in Vladian. Uh, oh. Wink, wink. Yeah. So, um, that that entire conversation, we get the you know the comic book asterisk in in Vladian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. We could talk in any language we want in this country. <laughs> it's you know, great. At the, at the end of every issue. <laughs> Put that. In Vlad, So, and then we, we turn the page and we get kind of the tail end of that conversation, and it's Valpana saying, Sometimes I worry about the dark and bruised characters being off on their own. The crack of thunder and Midas is <laughs> moving into the train station. Um, it's an old brick train station from the early, early, like one of the first train stations to connect New Olympus to the rest of the world. 
but it's supposedly abandoned now. But Jack runs a pretty tight ship. He has security guards posted along kind of all the entrances and exits. It's kind of like walled off with shipping containers. And it's kind of a a complex of warehouses and the old kind of like train, I don't know, not parking garages, but where they would, you know, keep the the engines and service. It's a depot. The depot. It is a depot. Thank you. Thank you. But I know you mean like in a big parallel tracks and it's Mm -hmm. just like storage almost. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So that's what you're looking at right now where the readers where exactly do we find you how do you kind of approach this and what do you what do you look like am i am i in the train station or i don't know you're the one who's there oh i don't know can i can i just walk on in i mean the door there are armed guards at the door well like you know how she was saying that she knocks at the door can I, oh can yeah I, can i go up to said door and knock yeah, yeah. So there are like people at like um you can see people like in the windows and stuff, but there is like this one door, one of the only kind of outside facing doors that just has a light on above it. Yeah, inside of nowhere around. I'm gonna go knock on that. Not tonight. Sorry, kid. Jack here? None of your fucking business. It's important. Sure it is. Okay. Option two. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Begin heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> the doom music. As the doom music kicks in. Uh, <laughs> 2D6 plus all of those conditions you have. 2D6 plus which one? Um, the number of conditions you have marked. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a big number. 13. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. So you hold three burns and Sue is just itching for action and gets extra muscly. This this scene is drawn in like a very almost like raw blindfeldian, lots of super veiny muscles on Sue, and, you know, tons of like creases and pouches on all the guards. Yeah, what do you how do you bust into the scene all suited up? Literally just punching through the door and grab this guy that's giving me some food and I say, I said it was important. <laughs> Go ahead and roll to provoke this guy. Uh, he's definitely susceptible to your words right now because he's shitting his pants. <laughs> what do I add to that? Plus your superior. A 10. Ooh, a fine 10. Are you guilty? A little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> cool, cool. So, it's an eight, but that's still a hit. So, on a seven to, uh, so on a hit, they rise to bait and do what you want. On a seven to nine, they can instead, uh, stumble and you take plus one forward against them. They err and you gain a critical opportunity or, the, or they overreact and you gain influence over them. So, he is going to err. He is terrified right now. He says, look, I, I don't know where, I don't know where Jack is. I thought he was, uh, he's, Said it was going to be in his office, but I haven't heard from him in a while. Just please don't kill me, man. Please don't kill me. But yeah, he is giving you, he says Jack is in his office right now. Take me to his office. Christ, man. And I, 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 I toss him on the floor. <laughs> um, yeah, so he starts walking, you know, very nervously 
through the compound and towards the stairs. I look real quick though, as I'm walking behind him, I, I de-suit just so I'm not Mm-hmm. Not just a literal demon following this guy around. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, it's not long. Yeah. Uh, so he takes you upstairs and walk toward the door, and there are two more guards standing outside of it. Yeah, it's closed and locked. But you assume that the uh, Jack Steele's office. Nice. Is uh, this guy just leaving here, and he's just leaving it up to me? He is still very nervous. You can see he's kind of shaking, like sweating a little bit. And as you approach these guards, you see him kind of like giving them the side eye, like mm-hmm. little side eye, uh, like something's wrong here. Please help me, kind of. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I see. Is Jack in his office? Who needs to know, kid? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> wow. He looks genuinely confused at this for a moment. Does he have anything to say to that? Uh, no, he's like still trying to figure out what you meant. The other guard is like, yeah, he's inside. This kid giving you problems, <laughs> John. <laughs> at, at this point, I resuit up and uh, I unceremoniously shove the one guy out of the way, grab the two guys with guns, and give him a give him a large toss behind me. Um, awesome. Go ahead and roll to directly engage these guys because they are going to immediately open fire as you see them. Uh, your danger. Oh, thirteen. <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> I see what I you mean, just did. Is, the dice don't yeah, lie. The dice don't <laughs> lie. This is what <laughs> is happening. Even with your the heavy metal roof began. Yeah, it's <laughs> like no stopping this train. <laughs> um, so you blast through these guys and trade blows and get to pick two. Uh, resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies or press surprise or frighten uh, the opposition. I pick two? Mm-hmm. All right, then I'm going to take some. I take their guns. And then I'm going to frighten them. Awesome. I do both. So they are, yeah, terrified and, like, start opening fire before you, like, rip the guns out of their hands and throw them against the wall. And they uh, are running away from you, and one of them, like, starts pounding on the door and says, Jack, Jack, we got a problem! And uh, as you, like, grab him and whip him out the window and down onto the, the depot floor below, the door just kind of casually swings open and we get a nice shot of Jack sitting behind his gigantic like ancient redwood full forest desk with like his baby seal skin boots kicked up on top of it and behind him are just like all of the heads of like all of these like super endangered or extinct animals that he has hunted and just like the room is just filled with like coffins and relics and statues and religious artifacts 
and he is also casually aiming his grenade launcher out the the door, and there is a boom as the suit shakes it to the chest. <laughs> Go ahead and roll to take a powerful blow. Plus the number of conditions you have marked. Eight. Okay. That's good. It's not bad. Solid. That's solid. That's solid. Awesome. Uh, so on a seven to nine, you choose one. Uh, you lash out verbally, uh, provoke a teammate to full hearty action, or burn uh, your influence over them to inflict the condition. You can get brown, and your opposition get, gains an opportunity, or you can struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. What was the second one again? Give ground, and your opposition gets an opportunity. It's the only one that makes sense. I mean, I guess it's going to stagger me a bit. Oh, yeah. You get blasted backwards, and you see Suit flying out of this explosion on fire. and uh, So, like, chunks of the, like, Suit do are, like, falling off in flames. You hit the ground hard, are kind of like dazed and holding your head, and as you kind of struggle to your feet, Jack Steele just kind of walks, strides out of the smoke, and we get just a shot of his boots, just swings a golf club down, and just like knocks you out cold. Okay. <laughs> uh, you've been captured by Jack Steele and his minions. Nice. Yes, very. Sam, you are probably getting pretty close to the campsite by now. Midas. Okay. Having, yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, <laughs> so me and Finn are, like, hiking, basically. It is nighttime. Okay, we're hiking at night. It's not easy. It's kind of getting, it's getting arduous. But, you know, Finn's... Finn sees real well in the dark. He's actually... Oh, okay. Yeah, wondering why you're so okay. slow. <laughs> no, so he's leading the way, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. But anyway, yeah, so we yeah. catch... He's an adventurer now? Right, he's an adventurer, yeah. Uh, so we catch Sam saying, um, yeah, I, I don't know, buddy, uh, but I'm sure he's all right. I mean, he's Midas. He's the... That's fine. You know, he's got the night over. So I mean, it'll all be good. We'll just keep going, and we'll, we'll hear from him when we hear from him. Well, what if he got trapped by the Nightmare Dimension Demon? My what? friend Finn, he is a Nightmare Dimension Demon. called the Nightmare Dimension. It can't be good to go there all the time. No, yeah, it's horrible. It feels bad. It feels really bad when you're there. Mm. But that's me. You know, I think it's different from Midas, because he's like a part of it in a way that's really... It's sort of like how you can swim underwater. He can swim in nightmares. So you just leave him alone all the time, feeling really bad in the terrible nightmare place? Ah, uh, see, I don't know, buddy. I mean, I I wouldn't want to say that. I mean, I guess, I guess I could maybe do a better job of reflecting of what kind of friend that I'm being for Midas and if I'm there for him, but. You know, I, you gotta let people kinda, as, you know, someone who was very wise once told me, respect the journey. You know, you gotta respect the journey. So, watch as Midas has got his stuff going on, and like, 
uh, be more than happy to help out if, if he wanted my help, but he doesn't use that for it. And quite frankly, most of the time he doesn't need it. But, you know, he's got, you know, he's got suit. He's got all these, uh, powers and, you know, uh, I, I don't have all those powers. So I don't really know. I don't really know what I would do to help him, you know, but like I said, I haven't thought about it too much. Yeah. Anyway, kind of got to think about it. But uh, it looks like we're going to be, just according to my GPS here, going to be another 40, 45 minutes before we're there. How you doing? You need some water? Do we need to get stop at a, a creek or something? No, I'm good, Southpaw. I'm an adventurer. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, even adventurers need to drink water. You know, I feel like I need to drink some water. I haven't had any in a while, actually. Yeah, I could yeah, actually I use some water. Yeah, let's sit, let's sit down for a minute and just like you know, take a break. I guess. Do you uh, want some shrimp? I have some in my pocket. Uh, is it? How long has it been in your pocket? <clears throat> we left the ocean. Uh, Sam's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 raw. It's not true. He takes a bite out of it. Yeah, it's raw. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to share. Thank you, though, buddy. I do appreciate that. I should have looked in the galley. I bet there was probably some food in there. Anyway, uh, I don't want to dwell on that too much either. Anyway, so yeah, no, we'll just we'll just drink water here. And honestly, I feel like I'm kind of taking a risk and not filtering this water because this is a national park trail, and uh, there's probably human feces within like 15 feet of where I am but it also is it's it's a, yeah I know but it's a beautiful mountain stream and I feel like just like going for it you know like sometimes you just gotta like YOLO as the kids say you know what I mean so I uh, don't <laughs> oh yeah you wouldn't know what YOLO means uh, uh there's a there's a song by Lonely Island called YOLO. So just next time you have access to someone's phone or internet that doesn't have a really cracked screen, have them show you that that video that put you in there. It's all bad. He nods very furiously. <laughs> anyway, it is a pretty nice night though. And you, you you're sure you're good? Like what yeah, what's the longest you've ever been away from the ocean? That's something I guess I was curious about. I don't know. I lived in it for a long time, but I guess I've been like a day or two. It's, you know, out on the beach if I want, or exploring the city. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that would be probably good. Yeah, and actually, that's a good thought, because you've probably mostly only been in the local. So you've been in, like, out here in the like, National Park or in other place that was, like, not a total human landscape. Like, what do you think of the forest? Or have you been in forests? It's kind of like the cup forest. Yeah, no. As above, so below. Like, it's all it's, it's all the same, for sure. It's just different, you know. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I think so. All right, buddy. Let's get back moving. We cut back to uh, the campfire. It's pretty late at night. You're all kind of getting ready for bed. Uh, Uncle Patrick has stopped by. Um, pizza has been eaten. He also brought like hot chocolate and uh, like a whole bunch of snacks, some like 
uh, oatmeal packets and stuff for breakfast in the morning. And, okay. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's sweet. And, uh, you're all kind of sitting there quietly enjoying the fire when there's a rumbling behind you and the ground kind of shakes and a big slab of rock, like, splits and slides apart. And a very kind of small, tired-looking woman steps out and walks towards the fire and kind of runs her hands through her short silver hair. Oh, it's been a day. And Anne says, it's actually been seven. Oh, Ryan will say, do you want some hot chocolate? I would love some. She um slumps down by the fire and just like grabs the mug out of your hand and uh just takes like a big takes a sip of it, looks at it, reaches inside her um she's wearing kind of like a long leather kind of duster that's got like some armor padding on it, but she reaches inside of that, pulls out a little silver flask and adds a little bit of liquid and then downs the rest of the hot chocolate and hands the mug back to you. Oh, and you made friends. Who are these? Hmm? Do they want something? They always want something. Ian's gonna pop down from her tree, which I think she is still in. <laughs> got some pizza. And took it back up there. <laughs> I don't know how she climbed a tree while holding a slice of pizza, but she's very talented. She found a way. Yeah, <laughs> and I think she's pretty blunt and to the point, so she's just going to lead with, we need to find the Feywilds. Oh, is that all? Yes, always the same with you young people. Uh, Geotica, fix my problems for me. Geotica, do something impossible. Geotica, tell me something I shouldn't know. Fine, fine, yes. Oh, I'll just wave my hands and tear open a hole in space-time to a dimension so unlike our own a mere glimpse can turn the mind insane. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) She sighs and uh, and looks around. Is that pizza? Ryan's shuffling through all of the boxes looking for if there's any pieces left. <laughs> awesome. Jirika uh, will take a slice gratefully. Was, sorry, I forgot to ask before. Was Katie just like hovering above Sam and Finn that whole time they were talking? Oh yeah, Katie. Oh, have you made yourself known or are you just kind of hanging out? Or Katie has been floating above Sam's head the entire time. <laughs> I think KT Sam, is not invisible. Yeah, I think Sam and, and uh, Finn know that KT is there, and they've said stuff to him. They're like, "All right, I guess we'll yeah. just walk," you know, mm. and like they've had conversations, <laughs> so, but yeah. and, but most of the time they forget that he's there because he's so good at just yeah. floating just, right behind, you yeah, know. And yeah. so they get to talking without really, yeah, putting in the conversation, like a benevolent stalker. <laughs> A uh, guardian angel, we might call that. <laughs> does it does it annoy you that sound every time you activate your communications device? That 
that little <laughs> I've been meaning to ask for a while. Yeah, it is kind of annoying to be honest with you. It is a little bit annoying, for sure. I I actually um I had it on mute and then like with the factory with the reset after the software update, then I you know, it's, it's gone back to its factory settings. But I, I should be I should mute it again, honestly. There it is again. I don't hear it. It's our, it's the thingy. Don't, whatever. Don't worry about it. And I think just then that's when the rumbling happens and we're close enough that we like feel it. Mm -hmm. And so Sam's like, oh, shoot. Did you guys feel that? Hear that? See that? I don't know. I felt nothing. Did you absorb any of that? What of what just happened? There was like a little earthquake. You tapped it. Like I guess you're not on the ground, so maybe I, I don't know how you would have felt it. Uh, it. I heard the eruption of Earth through the crust of your planet. Yes, that that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, I feel like we should uh, run towards that because it seems like maybe something serious happened. Maybe some kind of action we can get into it. Then could be. Adventuring time. <laughs> off up the mountain, and Waldo goes charging after it. Oh yeah, Waldo's been doing stuff. He swam out with you. Yeah, he yeah. swam out, ate the kelp. All, all of it. He was there for all of it. All yep. of it. <laughs> <laughs> Got about the whole underwater part, but no, that's great. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it happens. It's better. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love I love the idea that this whole comic has been like Sam and Finn and then every now and then there's a like oh and then flashback to KT's been there the whole time oh and then flashback to Waldo's been there the whole time <laughs> oh it's so good um anyway yeah so we're we run we run awesome yeah so it's probably yeah around then where you guys come stumbling into the campsite see your friends minus Midas sitting around the campfire, along with a young woman, she's 17, has an awesome, like, punk vest and mohawk, it's, like, deep blonde and dyed pink and blue, and older woman, kind of in her, looks like she's in her mid-60s, short silver hair, very diminutive, yet sturdy build. Yeah. Sitting around the fire, enjoying some pizza. Oh, hey y'all! Uh, we just like felt a rumbling. We thought maybe there was some some sort of, you know, I guess rumbling happening. It isn't like a fight or adventure, you know, it's something exciting happening. But it, um, anyway, uh, we made it. How's it going, friends of yours? She asked Eden. Oh well. Uh Sorry. But they're not the ones who need to go to the Feywilds. Actually, we're trying to take someone who's not actually our friend there. Why are you trying to take this person to the Feywild? To get rid of him. Hmm. Well, good luck with that. Well, hold on. I feel like maybe... Because, let me just say, Moonflower is 100% correct. Like, we... If, I, if I'm assuming correctly, in 
And Finn, you know, we kind of talked about what maybe the, the future might look like a, a little bit there, but um, you know why we, we think Belch probably has to go back to back home to where he came from, right, Finn? But anyway, uh, you seem like, and Sam's talking to this lady who just spoke up, um, you seem like, uh, you know, the person that uh, can that fix I guess, your problems with magic. Yes. No, no. Mm. Well, I, I mean, yeah, but mm-hmm. but here, I guess what I wanted to say and just add to what you know, uh, just this is just sort of a, uh, an embellishment on the thesis statement that Moonflower is already delivered. Let me just circle back to that rhetorically. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm just saying <clears throat> that, that Belch needs to go home, you know, and my friend Finn needs to know that his friend Belch is where he's supposed to be. And all of us as, uh, you know, again, they don't, Finn, they don't know what happened when we were underwater. But we know that all of us are here to further the concept of love and peace. And I'm, I'm hoping that somehow if we all put maybe a little bit more intent into this conversation, we can get to the point where it's not just us coming to you for another favor you know, uh, the kinds of favors that feel transactional, but it's actually, you know, something that is putting a ripple out into the universe. Right. Graviton knows what I'm talking about. You, you didn't rehearse that at all, did you? <laughs> Sam on the comic page blushes. <laughs> can, can Ryan um, take a pizza box over to, like, these new covers and hold it out and then just be like, hey, baseball dude, chill out. (laughs) Sam just notices that Ryan is there because he's, again, super oblivious and an idiot for the most part. Mm. Uh, When when he sees them do that, he looks up and and he smiles and he says, oh, awesome. Thank you. I can't even remember if we were properly introduced, but I'm Southpaw, but you can call me Sam. And this is Finn. I think, uh, yeah, I can't remember if you met him either, but anyway. Hi, is that food? Yeah, this guy needs, this guy needs a piece of food. He snags the entire box and goes run, and runs and sits down by the fire and immediately gives a piece to Waldo before pulling one out for himself. Right, I'm going to shake, I'll shake Sam's hand and like, uh, Mighty Briar, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I I get a little bit more broish because I'm sort of like, you know, when like two guys meet and they try to. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not AMAB, but I I've seen it from the outside where they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what that looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what that's what Ryan is doing with Sam, right? Yeah, now. and Sam feels that too. He's like, okay, right on. Does the recipro- reciprocal bro bro to bro? I don't know. Yeah, it just, mm-hmm. but it's it's just vibes. 
<laughs> Everyone else is just like watching them, like, what are you doing? And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, my brother, have you met Waldo? Uh, and then I, I <laughs> look at um, KT. <laughs> like, nice to meet you. Have you spent 32 minutes with Southpaw? Because the last I saw, you were trying to hit him. Uh, and then I'm going to look at Roxanne and Stitch and Eden and Finn and be like, I tend to do that before I make friends, don't I? Quite frankly, I like it. I think it's a cool... I think it's good. I think it's like... I, I, I think I, I dig that style, is what I'll say. No. I sound like you, and Jodica says while she's shaking her head. She turns to Finn. She is fascinated by this small fish child. This, uh, this belt creature, you, you care about him? Yes? Finn kind of nods. You want to see him home safe, yeah? Kind of nods again. Hmm. Maybe, if you did a favor for me, I might be able to do a favor for you. It's not going well down there. Regolith is on a, on a rampage and uh, wants to expand his territory and push this mountain north into the sea. Of course, uh, the city is there, which is a problem. And uh, normally Gaia would have my back, but she has grown uh, concerned of late humans and their ability to maintain the balance of nature. Um, but she uh, she does have a soft spot for children like you. Yes, perhaps some nice young people with uh, that childish spark might be able to turn her heart. Anne looks kind of offended at this. It's soft. <laughs> Why didn't you ask me? I'm a young person. Yes, Anne, but you are also you. <laughs> Eden's just going to assume she's not invited either. She falls under the category of young person, but not nice young person. And she's aware of that about herself. I mean, if the not nice ones aren't invited, like, <laughs> who's going? Pam? Is, this, is it just him? Excuse me. <laughs> Cardigan not, at least believes she is nice. Do not take offense, Lady Stitch. I'm not sure if either of us technically are legally persons. I believe that leaves Waldo and Finn. <laughs> Waldo definitely leaves a person. Daya has a soft spot for life. Avatar of motherhood and growth. He seeks uh, diversity and balance amongst all things. Recently, humans have, well, you can understand her concern about their ability to maintain the balance of nature. I am afraid I do not understand. Mm -hmm. From what I have been able to observe, the very nature of humans is to gather together 
and destroy and reshape like ants upon a vast plain. Is that not what they were instinctually designed to do? Are they not holding their end of nature? Unfortunately, not all of the spirits see it that way. Think that they have been upholding their end of the bargain. And if Gaia cannot be swayed, I am worried Regolith will get his way. Alright, who's Regolith? Oh yes, he's uh, one of the avatars of the Earth. Do try and keep up, darling. Yeah, I'm sorry, I wasn't going to throw that out. I should have just got cut through it. Yeah. I think Ryan's like, yes, yeah, Sam, keep up. <laughs> does not understand any more than Sam does, though. Roxanne reaches out, does a, like a fist bump, they do their secret handshake. I love Roxanne. She's great. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta concur with KT in, in that, you know, it says in the Dow, everything flows back into the way, you know, so, mm. but, I do understand the maybe spirits, entities, aspects are part of that balance returning into balance. And I don't think anyone can deny that many things about our modern world are, are drastically and very, um, tragically out of balance. So I think maybe we're all right. Perhaps you are deeper well than I first thought. Well, I don't know about that. People off for more pizza, though. I wish we had, I wish Uncle Patrick had time to make another run. Uh, there's also, like, the sandwich fixings and stuff for tomorrow. He planned ahead. There's plenty of food. Oh, right on. Okay, great. Yeah, no, I'm still, I'm pretty good. You should have a, you should have a hot chocolate. Oh, oh, oh. makes them really good. Did she make good hot chocolate? Apparently. <laughs> Cardigan doesn't have to have made them, I just thought. <laughs> I, I'm fine with her making it. Yeah. She embodies the essence of warm. She's a sweater. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess yeah. with sweaters, hot chocolate, you know? Yeah. I think yep. it makes sense. Hot mm-hmm. chocolate being a sweater. This is <laughs> if, if Stitch turns quick enough, you catch whiffs of pumpkin spice. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a hot chocolate from the Lady Stitch. And I bet Finn and Waldo would, too. Yes. Hey, have you guys heard from Mattis? He was supposed to pick us up. We were going to be here like hours ago. We turn the page and we get the panel of Midas hanging upside down in the office of Jack Steele. And that is where we'll end the comic. Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at GalvanicMan. Southpaw is played by Charlie Smiley, who can be found on Instagram at BigSkyCharlie. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Graviton is played by Sawyer A. The Righteous Flame is played by Theodore Hampton. You can be found on his website at theohamptonphoto.com. Stitch is played by Justin Reed, who can be found on Twitter at www.comicsstitch. Mighty Briar is played by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Wonder World Comics is produced by Michael Dunham and is edited by Michael Dunham and Justin Reed. 
The music is from Dvorak Symphony Number no. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at Podcast, or send us an email at wwcomicspodcast at gmail.com.